Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, where our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Man, it's a lot more fun to overcome, right? It's a lot more fun to win. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord has accomplished victory for us. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for us, and He has made it available to us today through His Word, by His Spirit. We have a part to play in it, and like you might imagine, being faith school and all, it's our faith that is our part, and it's not this hard, unknowable thing. It's actually quite simple, uh, but it takes, requires some decisions on our part and some commitments on our part, and man, if we'll give the Lord something to work with, he will make us a testimony, a good one. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, put everything else aside for a few minutes, and let's get what we need today. Father, we, we all ask you, we all agree together as touching this, asking for the anointing that teaches and reveals and guides and brings to our remembrance and shows us things to come. Thank you for your wonderful presence and your spirit on us, in us, around us. Thank you for teaching us and help us, helping us. Add to us all that we need. And we purpose to be doers of it, not hearers only. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look please in Luke 13 again as we continue our study of the healing of the woman with the spirit of infirmity. It's the 16th case in our study of the 20 individual cases. Like we said before, if you didn't hear the previous 15, that's a lot of material, go, uh, to, go online, go to the website, go to faithschool.org, and you can go back to number one, and you can go all the way through. It won't cost you anything. There's no charge. Uh, just take some time, and it'll be well worth your time. And we're down here now to number uh, 16 in our study. And it begins in verse 10, Luke uh, 13. It says, He was teaching, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. We see, even though it's, you know, made fun of and ridiculed and all that kind of stuff, uh, it, that just shows the ignorance of human beings. There are spiritual connections to physical problems. And that doesn't mean that everybody that's got a physical problem needs to be delivered of a spirit. That doesn't mean that because there are numerous times that Jesus just spoke to people or he just touched them and they were healed and nothing said about dealing with a spirit. But generally speaking, the enemy is behind all sickness all in some way or another. And sometimes to a much greater degree, even where there is a, a, a spirit entity 
enforcing and dealing with something, you know, pushing something. And this was the case with this infirmity. But it doesn't matter what it is. The power of God will deliver you from it. Amen. Doesn't matter. Even if it's just something, uh, there's been some situations in my life that um, the Lord just directed me to make a natural change and it solved a problem. And I, you know, I know I had, I had a really interesting experience one time back when I first started ministry. And I, I say first, I was maybe 10 years into the ministry already. And um, I was speaking a lot. I was going a lot. Of course, when you're young, you know, you think you don't ever have to stop. So um, I, sometimes I, I would speak 25 times in a week. Now, that's a lot, even when you're young. And so uh, uh, it came a point where I was having a lot of trouble with my voice and uh, some other issues. And, and I had actually had a supernatural uh, uh, experience. One, night, one morning, before, actually before I woke up, someone said, so it was a dream. You could call it a dream, but some dreams are real. What do you mean by that, Brother Keith? Well, you remember the Bible said the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream yes. and told him, you know, about uh, Herod and all that. Well, um, was that real or not? Did it happen? But it was Now, some dreams are just goofy, so don't. <laughs> but, but there are dreams that are real. And this was one of those. And it was amazing. It just is vivid to me. I, I'm telling you now, decades later. I was in like an examination room. You know how they sit you on the bed up high sometimes and, and the doctor will come on his little rolling stool or whatever, you know. And uh, so I'm sitting up there on the examination table and someone rolled up to me and I knew when they did, it was either the Lord or it was an angel, of, the angel of the Lord. And I thought, oh. And he just said this to me. He said, Keith, you are deficient in uh, certain, in, in electrolytes and certain amino acids. And I woke up. <laughs> I thought, whoa, I've never had anything like that happen before. Keith, you are deficient in electrolytes and certain amino acids. I thought, now that is interesting. And I got dressed and went to work and didn't do anything about it. <laughs> and you're going, ooh. <laughs> like you never did anything like that. <laughs> about two days later, I started feeling really bad. And I thought, something's wrong. I started feeling bad. And I realized, well, hey, <laughs> how about that? And so contacted a friend who was a young doctor and I said, what about this? Where could I get some of this and that? He said, and so he suggested a couple of things. We'd put some electrolytes into you and some amino acids. I did that and just, just like that. I'm great. I'm fine. Didn't have any more issues. Well, why did I say that? Uh, that? That wasn't a case of a spirit needed to be expelled. Right? Can you see that? That was just Keith needed to make a couple of changes. <laughs> right? And the Lord did it in an amazing way. Why he did it that way, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was, I, I suspect it was a lot more serious than I knew. And maybe it was headed somewhere that 
Uh, I had no idea. But we, we should pay attention to what the Spirit of God gives us. It doesn't have to be an experience like that. It can just be a, a, a thought. You should do this, right? You should do less of this. You should do more of this. You should stop this. <laughs> you should start this. Uh, sometimes people try to make, uh, people in our camps, I've seen try to make a big spiritual deal out of something which really just needed a couple of natural corrections. But then there are cases like this to where, yeah, the, there's a spiritual influence here and this woman unwittingly, probably mostly ignorantly, has given in to this and gotten in this shape and condition and it needs to be uh, the proclamation of liberty, and there needs to be a manifestation of power. And we see that happen with her. Jesus is still working exactly the same way today, like he did here. He called her to him. He said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Everybody say that out loud. Woman. woman. It applies to man too. Man. You are loosed. Now I want you to notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, uh, woman, I'm about to set you free. Mm -mm. What did he say? What did he say? Woman, in just a few minutes. Huh? Woman, you, you are close. What? No. No, you are. You are. You are. Now, yesterday we talked about the emancipation proclamation, Amen. right? Amen. The freedom announcement, the liberty. What is the liberty announcement? You are free. You are free. In fact, uh, that is what Jesus said. We, we looked at it. We touched on it. But in, in uh, Luke 4, when the Lord said, uh, you know, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. One translation said he's anointed me uh, the King James says to preach deliverance to the captives. Another one, I believe it's the Beck translation says, he's anointed me to announce to the prisoners, you are free. Well, isn't that deliverance to the captive? Yes. To tell the captive, you're what? Free. You're free. You're delivered from the bondage, which means you're free. Beck said it like this, to announce to the prisoners, you what? Are. are. <laughs> you are free. We, we need to get a, a renewal of mind about the past tense of redemption. Past tense accomplished, present tense result. Right? The Lord did this, so now you are. Right? And like we said before, these spiritual truths they are true regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you're experiencing. Like we said about that Emancipation Proclamation by Abraham Lincoln uh, these years ago in this country, there were a lot of people who were slaves. They didn't hear that proclamation for some time after that, but were they legally free? They were, regardless of how they were living. Or what they were experiencing. I mean, if you had asked them, are you free? They'd say, well, do I look free? You know, do I feel free? But were they free? They were free. Oh, hallelujah. 
They were free. They were free. Now it took power to manifest it. And it took a revelation to them to be able to receive it. And then power to enable it. But it was still true no matter who knew it or who didn't know it. It was already accomplished. Well, when the Lord went to the cross, he paid the price. He rose from the dead. He said, it's finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he triumphed and he said, you're free. Are we free or not? We, We are free regardless of what we have experienced or been experiencing. And the beginning of us coming into a full experience of this, a full manifestation of this, the beginning of it is just you making a decision to agree with him. Right? If he says I'm free, then I'm free. Come on, say it out loud. If he says I'm free, I'm free. When are you free? I am free. huh? Not in the process of getting free. Not working on being free, not soon to be free. I am. I am. Remember Romans 4 talks about God and in Abraham following his example calls those things that be not in the natural as though they were. Because to him, if he said it, it is. Right? It's just a matter of time and effect for it shows up, but it already is. I've seen this in our own ministry numerous times, but one example stands out to me. A man came, oh, this must have been 35 years ago. Uh, a man came to one of our services, and after the service, he came up kind of sheepishly, and he said, Brother Keith, he said, uh, I've been smoking since I was, uh, I think he said, I don't know, crazy young age, you know, 10 or something. I mean, he <laughs> he said, and I he smoked packs a day, and and he said, I've been prayed for and, and I just can't, I can't quit smoking and I've tried everything and I just, I can't, I can't give up nicotine. I, 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 I'm addicted to nicotine. And he must have said that five times. Well, he said, I'm addicted to nicotine. Well, see, those things stand out to me, but he doesn't hear it. it does he believe he's free? Oh, no. Does he look or feel free? No, no. And so uh, I said, well, I said, uh, uh, will you do something? He said, well, Brother Keith, I've been, will you do what I tell you to do is what I said. He said, well, Brother Keith, I've been prayed for uh, several times and and I've thrown away cigarettes and I usually have to stop and go back and see if I can find them. And and he said, I just, I I don't know. I said, this is simple. You can do it if you will. He said, what? I said, never again say you're addicted to nicotine. Never again, treat them like the worst cuss words. Never again say, I can't quit smoking. He said, but, but I can't. I said, you did it again. <laughs> I said, will you do what I tell you to do? He said, well, I, but I, I said, you can do this if you will choose to. It's not that you can't. You can if you will. I said, and then you got to say this. Thank you, Lord. For setting me free. What are we doing? We're, we're made, I'm, I'm trying to get him to get in his mouth the emancipation Amen. proclamation. Come on, can you see that? Remember Colossians says, I have been delivered. I, I am delivered. 
am delivered. And so uh, he said, well, what, what do you mean? And uh, I have to quit smoking? And then I said, no. He said, what? <laughs> I said, You're, you've been smoking. You've thrown them away that didn't work. You've been prayed for. I said, you hadn't done this. Do this. Every time you buy cigarettes, you say, now you don't have to say it at the, at the register, but when you walk out the door, you say, thank you, Lord. I'm free from cigarettes. He said, yeah, but I just bought some. I know. But say it. Say it. Okay. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. You got the word and you got the power. Is that right? And the power manifests the word. You got to agree with the word first. You, you got to align yourself with that. I said, when you open up a pack and you pull out a cigarette and you light it up, you say, thank you, Lord, for delivering me from cigarettes. Thank you, Lord. I said, in between puffs, you go, thank you, Lord. He said, yeah, but I'll be smoking. I said, you already smoking. <laughs> he said, yeah, but, yeah, but. I said, well, you don't have to understand it. Will you do it? I said, when you, when you pull your pack of cigarettes out of your pocket at night, you lay them on the nightstand, whatever you do, you say anything that reminds you, you say, thank you, Lord, for setting me free. I am free. I am free. He said, yeah, but I'll be smoking. I said, just say it. I am free from cigarettes. I am free. He said, well, okay. And, and he left. Well, I don't know. It was a few weeks, I guess. And, and uh, he came back. And when he came through the back door, I didn't even have to ask him. He's glowing like a light bulb. <laughs> he comes and tells me, he says, Oh, Brother Keith, Brother Keith. He said, I thought it was crazy. He said, but I did what you said. I quit saying that I'm addicted and I can't quit. And I started saying. And he said, and after a couple of weeks, I said, he said, I must have said it hundreds of times. He said, because every time I'd light up, every time I'd put one out, every time I'd lay my pack of cigarettes up, he said, thank you, Lord, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free from cigarettes. I'm free from cigarettes. He said, I, was, I stepped out on the corner. Well, I think this was about three weeks or so into this. He said, I stepped out onto the corner. I reached and got a cigarette, just, you know, out of habit and started to light up. And, uh, and, and without thinking, I started to say, I'm free. Well, I lit it up. And he said, something hit me. You are free. You are free. And, I, and, and he said, I, I didn't even want it. And he said, I threw it away. He said, I don't want them now. He said, Brother Keith, I'm free. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, now, did he just get free then? Or was he free before he found out as a believer? Come on, can you see that? When did he get set free? When Jesus paid the price. Is that right? He had been set free. The Emancipation Proclamation had been made, but he wasn't agreeing with it. He either didn't know it, or, and he was contradicting it. He was saying, I'm not free. I'm not free. And Jesus said, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. And when he finally agreed with Jesus, Hallelujah. Ooh, when he finally agreed with the Master, then there came a point where he's not just parroting that, but, you know, faith comes by hearing. And it kept getting, he said, I said, I was saying it without thinking. Well, it's starting to get down in your heart. Can you see that? And then he says it with faith, power manifest. Come on, can you see that? Amen. 
power manifested and it took away his addiction. Whatever changes had to happen in his body so his very cells didn't crave the nicotine, the power of God can do that. And I have seen this happen. I've seen this happen with people that were addicted to street drugs. I've seen this happen that people were addicted to shopping. Uh-huh. I've seen people do that were addicted to alcohol. I have seen this work in area after area after area. So friend, no matter what you've been doing, how long you've been doing it, God doesn't want you condemned. All of us have had habits we shouldn't have had. Some of them are against the law, some of them are not, but, but, but all of us have had things that we needed to change. Condemnation gets you nowhere, it just keeps you where you are. God doesn't want you to have that. What he does want you to do is agree with him. I said agree with him. So everybody said out loud in Jesus' name, in Jesus name I, believe I believe the emancipation. The emancipation. Proclamation, proclamation that I, that, I, that, we, that we have been set free. I have been, according to the scriptures, delivered from all the power of darkness. I have been set free. Hallelujah. Now you need to begin to say whatever it is that's been a problem, that's been an addiction or stronghold in your life, quit saying, I just keep struggling. Quit saying, I'm addicted. Quit saying, I can't kick it. Begin to say, I am free. Come on, say it out loud. I am free. Whatever it is, I'm free from alcohol. I'm free from cocaine. I'm free from crack. I'm free. Somebody say, I'm free. I'm, I'm free. I'm free from lying. I'm free from overspending. I'm free. Somebody say, I'm free. I'm free. Quit saying, I need help, and start saying, I'm free. Hallelujah. Quit saying, I'm struggling. No matter what I do, nothing works. Stop it. Stop it. Your mouth is hurting you. Begin to declare. Begin to decree, just like that man. And when you begin to pronounce it, just like Jesus said, you are free. When you begin to say that, next thing that happens is the next, what the next verse happened. Power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first was the proclamation. Then was the power ministration. Amen. The power was ministered to her and it became an experience. Hallelujah. 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 You don't feel free and then you say, I'm free. <laughs> I mean, any unbeliever can do that. That takes no faith at all. You say, I'm free, and the power makes it happen, and then you feel free. That's the the way it flows. Notice what he said. He said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Then he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. God gets a lot more glory out of something good in your life than out of something bad. He gets no glory in that. Let me remind you of some other verses that that make clear the past tense of redemption. When is Jesus going to save us? Huh? He already already has. When is the Lord going to deliver us? See, this is where people, do you, have you ever heard people say, when's the Lord going to help me? You know, how long do I have to wait? When is he going to save me? 
Why won't he heal me? Because he already has. Are y'all listening? Now, it's not when will he do it. Listen to these verses. Matthew 8, 17. He took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. What is that future tense? Going to take them? In the process of taking them? What is it past tense? Past tense. First Peter 2.24. Anybody remember that one? By his stripes, you're about to be. Huh? You're in the process. Now, now, now you're laughing, but how many times do we hear, yeah, the Lord, I believe the Lord is healing me. I believe the Lord is going to heal me based on what and when and how. Now, see, that's wrong. You, you're not going to believe it's done till you feel it, which is no faith at all. And faith is believing what he said before you feel it, before you see it. You got to believe you're free before you look free. Before you feel free. you got to agree with him and call yourself free. When everything around you says you are not free, you say, shut up. I am free. It's been proclaimed. Right? From the high court of heaven, it's been proclaimed. And so it doesn't matter what anybody says or thinks, I am free. I'm free. I'm free. Am free. Now. Galatians 3.13 says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Why why does he use these these past tense? Because that's that's accurate. And Colossians 1.13 that we have mentioned already repeatedly, that God has delivered us from the power of darkness. Now those are, are four witnesses. The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Said out loud, Jesus. Jesus. Took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. Now, now when is that? When is that? He's already done it. I said he's already done it. He's already done it. And said out loud, by his stripes, I was and am healed. Does that have anything to do with how you feel or how you look? It has nothing to do with how you look or feel. You got to agree with him. Galatians three thirteen said out loud: Christ, Christ has, has redeemed me, redeemed me from, all from all the curse of the law. Not going to, not in the process of has, has redeemed me. Said again in Colossians one thirteen: Say he has, he has delivered me. Delivered said me. again: He has he delivered has me. Delivered he me. has delivered me. He what? Not going to deliver you. Not in the process of delivering you. He has. King James says hath. H-A-T-H. Hath. We'd say has. What does has mean? Already done did. Right? (laughs) What? Already has accomplished. Past tense accomplishment. Present tense result. Hallelujah. That's why you see both words. You were healed and now you are healed. Praise God. I'm free. Say it again. I'm free. I'm free. Anything that's been bugging you and holding you, put freedom in your mouth. Next thing you know, there'll be freedom in your experience. And our time's up again today. 
Well, as you can see, we hadn't quite got to the end of the story yet. Come back tomorrow. We'll continue in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 